0: In this episode, we will get right into visualizations to help you elevate your clairvoyant abilities. The first couple are for practicing visualizations, and the others are what I actually use when I do readings. If you haven't listened to Meet Claire Clairvoyance Part 1, go right ahead. In that episode, I give you an introduction to clairvoyance and some simpler warm up type activities. Remember that the goal is to be able to do it with your eyes open, but if you need to close your eyes or look at a blank surface to visualize, that's okay. If the visualization I do is too fast for you today, please go ahead and hit pause as we go along. If it's too slow, listen to it, get the gist of it, and then try it later on at your own faster pace. Let's get to it. We'll start with something familiar. We're going to start with your home and then we're going to get funky with it. Are you ready? In your mind, put yourself at the very front of your front yard facing your house. Are you there? If you live in an apartment building, picture the front of the entire building. Now, in this You're not looking at yourself, you're looking through your eyes in that visualization. So as you stand there in front of your home, examine your front yard. Look at the landscaping, the colors of the flowers. Are there any walking paths? Take it all in. Notice all of the details. Examine the front of your house. The roof line, the color of the shingles, the exterior of your home. Is it brick, siding, stucco? What color is it? Look at where the windows are. Now look at the front door. Take a walk up to your front door. See your hand, grab the doorknob, and walk through your front door and notice all the details of your entryway. If when you walk through your front door, you're not immediately in a room, go to a main room in your home. This can be the kitchen, the living room, the rec room, whichever you choose. There's a couple ways to get there. You can pop and suddenly you're in the kitchen, or you can walk there. Not physically, of course, in your mind. Get to that main room. Notice the furniture the color of the walls, the photos or the art on the walls, the curtains. Make sure you look out the windows while you're there. Notice all the details. Now I'd like you to go to another main room. Again, you can pop or walk, it's entirely up to you. I'll give you a few moments of quiet to get there. Great, you're there. Take a look around just like you did in the first room you visited. Look at the color of the walls, where things are, what's on the floor, look at the light fixtures. Take in all the details. Now, make your way to the bedrooms and take a quick peek in each of them as if you're checking in. This would be a great one to do if you weren't home. You could then call home or when you get home, you can validate if what you saw in your mind or even part of what you saw was correct. So you know what, get in your car, go for a drive or go for a walk and do this visualization. Now in your mind's eye, I would like you to walk out the front door of your home. Turn to the right and start walking around your house. If there is a fence or any type of barrier, walk right through it. Maybe you're walking through a massive evergreen tree. This would be a really cool visual. I'm very interested to see what you come up with there. Examine the details along your walk. What's on the ground? Look in the windows. What does your neighbor's house look like? Hey, you can look in the windows there too if you'd like. Or maybe, depending on your neighbor's, If you dare, continue walking around your home, noticing all the details, everything in the backyard, the side yards. If something unusual comes up, please take note of it. Maybe a tree or a shrub in your yard turns a weird color or makes a weird movement in your mind's eye. Write that down so you don't forget because you may be predicting something with that tree or shrub. Keep walking around and return to the front door. Let's get a little help from your friends. If you know someone that would be good with you using her as your guinea pig and is willing to chat afterwards, that would be wonderful. If not, it's okay, but those are the best guinea pigs to have. Remember with this and with anything you do involving people you know, you have to be neutral. You have to have zero attachment to your friend at this moment. I know it's hard, but for the next few moments, you can't care about the information you receive. You can't care about the outcome. You'll care afterwards, I guarantee it. And why I'm telling you this is because any emotion or wishful thinking will mess up your intuition, and we want real answers. Here we go. Picture a friend or family member. And I'm going to be saying her, but it can be a him. See her face with no expression or emotion and examine every detail. See the color and style of her hair. See the shape of her face and the color of her skin. Include any freckles, moles, scars, makeup. See the color and shape of her eyes, her eyebrows, the length and the width of her nose. See the shape and color of her lips. Visualize the person turning and examine her head I know that sounds weird, but examine her head from the side, now the back, the other side, then return to her face. Visualize this person's face with different facial expressions. In your mind, you can say, show me happy and watch her smile or show me sad and watch her be sad. Whichever way you do it, Please end with a positive emotion and then return her to a neutral expression. Look into her eyes and see something about her. Now, this can't be something you already know. I want you to allow something to just come to you, a picture or a message that you can ask her when you see her. Now keep it PG. We don't want to know the nitty-gritty details of her love life or anything. Or maybe you do. You do what you want. Visualize where she might be at the time you are doing this visualization. What is she wearing? What is she doing? And are there any other people with her? You can continue to ask questions like that and get more details if you'd like. Please remember to write these things down. I know I keep saying that, but honestly, you're going to forget. So write all the details down. They don't have to be in some poetic form. Just point form will do. And this way, you can ask her about this next time you see her. You can try this with lots of different people. It would be really interesting to do this with people you currently have issues with. And you might be able to understand their behavior and sort out a problem, because then you will have some inside information as how to best resolve it. Or you can picture someone that's hurt you in the past and get some healing along with all the fun of picturing your friends. It's time to get a little more abstract. This is when simply allowing the message to flow is a big darn deal. No censoring, no judging. You got it? Great. These are some of the things that I like to use when I'm doing readings, and it changes from person to person. I don't have a set visualization to use. If you would like a quick yes or no answer with anything, there are a few things you can try. In your mind you can flip a coin. Decide if heads or tails is yes or no. This can also work for the should I choose option A or should I choose option B type of question. Another thing you can do is to picture yourself driving and approaching a traffic light. As you drive toward it, think about your question. If it involves a person, put them in the passenger seat When you get to the intersection, look both ways, then look at the light. Is it red? That would be a no. Is it green? There's your yes. Or is it yellow? Hmm, proceed with caution. Unless you're one of those drivers that hits the gas at a yellow, that's a whole different story and I don't even know what to tell you there. But for our purposes, we're gonna use yellow as proceed with caution. If traffic lights aren't your thing, or that visualization's not working for you, how about a window or a door? Picture yourself walking toward a door or a window. Do the same thing with the car. So if it's about somebody, if it's a question about somebody, have them go for this short little walk in your mind with you. This time, when you get to the door or window, turn the doorknob or the window lever does it open? Does it open easily? That's your big yes. If it doesn't open, that's a no. If after some twisting and pushing, it opens, maybe it means the situation might be tough, but if you're persistent, it could open. If it opens a little or a lot, we'll show you how possible and positive the outcome is for you. It may open a lot, and that's a yes, yes, yes. Kind of like When Harry Met Sally, that movie. Okay, maybe not like that. It's just a big yes. Or it may open just a tiny bit, and that might be a, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I guess so. I guess it's okay. So you're going to have to determine how much the door or the window opening means for you, whether it's positive or negative. If you found the door exercise to be easy and useful, you can use it if you have to make choices. In your mind, stand in front of as many closed doors as you have choices. Maybe you have to choose between three job offers, or there are two handsome gentlemen after your affections and you have to choose them. You go, girl. At this point, you do not know what's behind the doors. So it's kind of like that old game show, let's make a deal. So come on down and pick a door, walk toward that door with the intention of choosing the door that hides the best answer to your question, the one that can provide you with the best, most successful outcome. Now, you can either just start walking in your mind and see where it takes you, see which door you choose, or you may notice a door changes shape or color, size, texture, anything. Without expecting or wanting, open that door and see what's on the other side of it. See what your answer is. There's a little follow-through with these types of exercises. If the answer you get brings up any emotions, then get out your shovel and start digging into your feelings. Why did a yes make you feel weird when that's what you wanted or expected? Like maybe you got a bit of a sick stomach when you saw the red light or the green light. Why? Why did you feel that way? Dig down. What else is going on with this issue? Are there lessons for you to learn? This is where That shovel goes in to the who's, what's, where, when, why and how. Use those questions and just allow the information to flow in your mind. People often want to know when something is going to happen. We are an impatient species and we demand answers and we demand to know when things are going to happen. For this, I sometimes just use a plain old calendar in my mind. You can use a digital one or a paper one. Use whatever's easiest for you. Flip through the calendar until the calendar starts to slow or actually stop. That time frame is your answer. Now, you could be flipping through a few calendars if something's years away, or maybe it's months, weeks, could even just be days, maybe hours. In that case, you could use a clock and watch the hands go around or the digital numbers fly by. Again, whatever works for you. Sometimes, instead of actually going through a calendar, I will get a number thrown at me, say the number five, and I judge by the size of the number when this thing will happen. So if it's huge and right in front of my face, this thing could be five hours away, or maybe it's days away, and it's a little smaller, it's weeks away. If it's teeny, teeny, tiny, it's years away. And you'll have to figure out what size number corresponds with how far away something is. I often use a line graph to get a timeline on something. Do you remember this from grade school math? And I'm going to throw you back into math trauma, so I really, really apologize. But it's really useful to use with things like career, relationship, finances. It's when you want to see how something rolls out over time. This is one of those graphs. Do you remember they used to look like an elongated letter L? So put that in your mind now. The line part of the graph that we will be paying attention to starts at the left along the vertical line and moves toward the right. And along the bottom, the horizontal line, you would put time frames there. It could be, again, years, it could be months, it could be hours, whatever you choose. So, for example, if you were asking about, say, how your career or your love life is going to go, You could put the months along the bottom line. Put your dot along the vertical line to represent now. And in your mind, watch this line flow out to the right. It can flow or it can just pop onto the graph. Just allow it to do whatever it wants to do. This line may spike or slowly curve up or down. When you see that in the line, check to see which months or years or whatever you put along the bottom line, check to see where that spike up or down corresponds to. Then take a deep breath and use your mind's eye to create a picture. It's either a still picture or a moving picture. And allow a picture to form that represents what causes that spike up or down or that curve up or down. Remember, you're simply allowing. You're not wanting. You're not expecting. Allowing. For something like finances, in your mind you can put the months or the years along the horizontal and a dollar amount along the vertical. A lot of people ask, when will I be making... $50,000 a year, a million dollars a year. So you can put those dollar amounts down that vertical line. Include what you or whoever you're reading for currently makes and put the starting dot right there. And watch what the line graph does as you go through the years. Again, it could pop on or it can just flow. And see what number it goes up to or down to. And then we go back to taking a deep breath and seeing what pictures come in your mind that make that salary go up or down. If you would prefer to draw it out, you can go right ahead and do that. Sometimes I do that because I tend to scribble a lot when I'm doing readings. And sometimes I will just draw the line graph and let my hand take it away. And it's really cool how that turns out. A different way to get similar answers is to use a radar screen, not an actual one. If you visualize a radar screen, if you don't know what that looks like, Google it. It's one of those things that air traffic controllers or guys in submarines use the thing that looks like a bullseye with concentric circles going out and out and out. Depending on your question, you assign time frames or groups of people. To each of the circles. If you're looking for an answer on time frames, the center dot could be the present time. The next circle out could be next week or next month or next year, whatever you want to make it. So each circle out represents a different time frame. I use this one a lot for people looking for their forever person, and the center dot is now. The next one out could be next year. The next circle out could be the year after. And if a blip on the screen appears, say, in the two-year circle, then I go to a calendar in my mind, and I flip through January, February, March, April, May. Oh, it's slowing down at May. Looks like there's someone showing up two years in May. Or sometimes the blip will appear as a number, and all of a sudden I see a seven in the two year time frame, So that means July, because July is the seventh month in two years from now. And I always hope there's somebody on that radar screen, but sometimes there are no blips on the screen. And when that happens, then I have to go into a little law of attraction thing and see how they're using that and ask, how are we gonna get some blips on this screen? What can we do about how they're thinking, how they're living? and once we explore that i recheck the screen and see what's blinging along the way those are my favorite ways of checking out time frames let's switch gears a little bit let's find out about groups of people so for example if someone asks about their children or their friends their coworkers as a group like if they're not saying specifically can you tell me about jane at work but they're asking Is there anyone at work I should be worried about? Or what can you tell me about my kids? I use a technique I call shapeshifter. So because I don't know who these people are exactly, I picture a group of the same shape. So you can look at a bunch of circles or squares or whichever very, very simple shape you would like, and I would make them a very neutral color. So just see what neutral color they come up as. You don't have to force anything. Just remember to keep it super simple, but they all have to be the same size, shape, and color in the beginning. I scan them, and in my mind, I count from three to one, and I wait for any of them to change color, shape, or size. And if nothing does, great, you have nothing to worry about. If something changes color, shape, or size, then that's where I go to the next level. I elevate things and start asking, huh, why did that circle change from a nice creamy white to a dark orange? Or it can be whatever color variation or size variation. It doesn't matter. It's whatever comes up that's different. So then I'll go into that shape. And in my mind, I'll ask, Who is this about? What is going on? Why is this happening? I'll ask all the questions and just allow whatever answers to show up, to show up in that shape. And then we can have a conversation, if it's something bad, about how to prevent this thing from happening. Those are the visualizations that work for me. If none of them work for you, don't worry about it. Create your own. See what your imagination does for you. If some of them worked and some of them didn't, throw out the ones that didn't work. Use what's only right for you. If you found the clairvoyance exercises a little tough, don't worry. Keep practicing. Be patient. It'll come. It'll come, I promise. Or you might be better at one of the other clairs, so you can listen to those podcasts and see which one works best for you. I hope you'll continue in the Meet Claire series and find your special talent. Thank you for joining me. Please hit like and subscribe. Find me on Facebook at Lynn Nichols, Intuition Expert, and on Instagram at Lynn Nichols for more intuition elevation activities, free readings, and more. Remember, you are never alone. Chat soon.